Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Sweet 12 Podcast. We are Brian and Ryan, back for another edition. Back in the stu- back in Sweet 12. Back in the Sweet 12 studios, no longer on the road this week. That was, uh, we, was we, we, we survived the, the we, trip down to Chicago and back. We survived Chicago traffic. Yes, that was so While bad. While talking on, on a podcast, even. That, yes. that was even more miraculous. It was, it was great. If you... Uh, didn't catch last week's episode. What's, what's wrong with you? Go listen. Yeah, God, people. it sounds pretty crappy. This but is what for good everybody's reason. talking about at the water cooler at work and on the schoolyard playgrounds. We're uh, we went down for uh, Simpsons Classic Trivia in Chicago last Monday, and so we did an on the road podcast, which was fun to talk about. It was a great topic uh, with Simpsons, which we both really have. warmed us up for trivia. Oh yeah, we still kind of sucked in trivia. But... <laughs> Those questions are so hard, but that's good. I mean that that we're going to start one here in Madison, so it was really good to see what kind of questions they do. So we can prepare, because we will have to write our own questions for a while. Yes, we will. So that's good, though. I Which mean, is that's... fine. It'll help us kind of get into the swing of things mm-hmm. and learn you know, kind of what questions work and what questions don't. Now we know what questions they kind of ask. Yeah, and, which is and... the big thing, is like how in how into detail are they getting with their mm-hmm. questions, you know? Pretty, pretty into detail. Yeah, which yeah, which really just shows that anything goes. Mm-hmm. And that's know? good. I, I don't want the questions to be too easy. No. But I don't want them to be extremely hard. They had a pretty good balance. They're, they did. The team... Ooh, excuse me, I got hiccups now. The team that won. Ah, no. Scary monsters. No, I didn't scare the, you. hiccups out of you. Well, I don't have them anymore, so maybe you did. <laughs> All right. The The questions that they had, there was a team that I think only lost a half a point. So, that's that's obscene. So I think it's that team that when we, we, we actually wins. met a really nice guy, uh, where there was nowhere to sit. And we met. I think his uh, name was Jesse. Jesse. We, we met a really nice guy down there, and he let us join his team with that was him and his girlfriend or lady friend. Mm hmm. And we had a great time. Uh, he's yeah. been there. He'd been there before. He kind of explained what was going on. We met Neil, and he he told us and gave us some tips about what we should do. Uh, they did diorama rama. So there's yeah. Neil, Neil cool I have a feeling is going to be a very good contact to have throughout this yeah. whole ordeal. So they said that somebody in Milwaukee tried to start it, and they kind of he he didn't know he lost contact with them. They mm-hmm. never started it. He thinks that they just got overwhelmed with not finding a, a location, yeah. which. Initially, I had thought that that doesn't bode well for us. Milwaukee's much larger than, than Madison, right. but I, I, I've got confidence that, that we'll be okay. I do, too. I, I, think, just, I think we'll be fine. We sh- we're hoping to start in May or June. Right. So we'll, we'll have more information as that comes along, but otherwise, it was a very fun, eventful road trip, and we did our we were going to do road trip movies last week, ended up doing uh, Simpsons one-off characters, since that was kind of our one-off podcast. Uh, and this week, we have a much more, another fun list, uh, much more... Uh, it's a bittersweet list. We we did it. Uh, we actually had this list as a rough draft five years ago when we first did the podcast. Yeah. We never did the list. Yeah. We just kind of put some some pieces down. And to be fair, this list I don't think has changed much since then. Uh, back when we were Sweet 12 five years ago, we actually did top 10 lists. So, which didn't make sense. I felt i felt it was better if we did 12 because yeah it makes 12. it makes a lot more sense when uh, we're 12 and but something I, different i think of the 12 that we have on this list i think maybe eight or nine would have been on that list originally so there aren't many differences like not too many like this is a new show and, and five is and five's a new show so yeah. 10 so potentially maybe 10. eight and no eight would have been on the list it would have been, okay uh three i don't think was canceled at the time yeah yeah um, but anyway so what we're doing is we're gonna do the our favorite shows that were canceled too early. Oh, TV sitcoms, we hardly knew ye. And, you know, they are gone but not forgotten. And we have a pretty set criteria for this. So first, of course, we had to have liked the show. 
Now, there are a couple shows on here that Brian hasn't watched, but to be fair, apparently he doesn't watch shows that get canceled very often. I can't watch that much television. He just, he only likes the good shows. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. The shows that last for years and years and go on way long, and nobody wants and to watch them anymore. sometimes longer than they need but to. But you just have to sit through them, damn it. But that's because a... you invested all this time, and you mm-hmm. need to see how it ends. And who's the mother for crying out loud? Yeah, I mean, that's another list that we're going to do with shows that went on too long. Oh, that show's going to be at the top of the fucking list. I don't know. I think there's two and a half men could have probably made that. It's funny that they're both CBS sitcoms. CBS loves to just And what's the stupid the one with Sheldon and his idiot friends? Big Bang Theory. Yes, that's another one. How what do it? people keep watching that show? Because people like to laugh. But it's not funny. It is to, it is to a certain It's what people who aren't nerds think what nerds th- sound they've, like. They've actually evolved from that a little bit. I've, I My mom watches it, and I caught a bit of an episode, and it's... It's it, they're trying to find their happy balance, and I, they still haven't found it yet. But it's still they're one of their highest rated shows. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, but I, yeah, we're that's a different yeah. podcast for a different day. Let's get back on track here with the gone but not forgotten TV shows that got canceled too early. Too soon. So set criteria for this. Yes, uh, there could be no more than two seasons of of shows, or no more than fifty episodes. Uh, and the reason that we have that criteria is the average. Currently, the average TV season is between about 20 and 25 episodes. And so if you have two seasons, you shouldn't have more than 50. But we did give you the benefit of the doubt on that. Uh, And you can have no fewer than 13 episodes. So some shows that kind of, that were canceled before they hit that 13 episode, kind of half season threshold, we didn't count those either. So shows that got canceled after one episode or, you know, maybe... Maybe you got just the run of five, like and like done. Yeah, like uh, Mulaney, that TV show that was on Fox. Yeah, I I know that got canceled, and I think they did produce twelve or thirteen episodes, but they all didn't air in the original run. They started putting them online. Like about a boy was the same way. They went through a whole season, but then they put the rest of them on online. So, so yeah, no fewer than uh, no fewer than thirteen episodes, no more than fifty, and no more than two seasons. So we will start with the list. I'm going to go first because this was the show that I had put on that Brian hadn't seen. And I actually didn't start watching this until uh, my cousin recommended it to me. Uh, And she only, I think, started watching it because of the lead actor. The the show was Pushing Daisies. And it was on ABC uh, back in, God, what year was that? 2007 to 2009. So it had two seasons, about 20 episodes. Uh, It stars Lee Pace, who currently... Is is in such movies as the Lord of the or the Hobbit? He plays the Lord of the Hobbit. The Lord of the Hobbit rings. He plays the Elf King, Thanduil uh, or something. I forget his name. I should know that. I'm a freaking Hobbit, Lord of the Rings guy myself. Come on, Van. it's Thran- Thanduil. And then he also is Ronan, the Accuser, or was Ronan the Accuser? Yeah, in Guardians. Um, he's in a new show uh, currently. Uh, halt and catch fire i think um but th- that's yeah that's just that's the main character anna freels and it's shy mcbride i love shy mcbride uh since he was on uh boston public as the principal of the school um he's the big he's a big big black guy kind of has a face he was in an episode of uh he was in an episode of of psych uh where he was uh he was the security guard on the on the boat oh um and then, of course, Kristen Chenoweth is in it, and uh, Field K. It's it's a, it's a great cast, but basically, it's a it's a show about Lee Pace's character Ned, who who's a, is a pie maker for whatever reason. That, that's what he does is makes pies, and he can bring things back 
to life. So he can touch something and they come back to life. Okay. Uh, basically, oh, so then that's how he finds out like who killers are and stuff, right? So yeah, he so he can solve uh, okay. crimes on the See, side. I, I saw, I knew the premise of the show, but I never sat down and watched it. But it sounds kind of it weak. was really it was really good. I wasn't expecting much because oh, you can bring people back to life, but there are of course stipulations. When he brings somebody back to life, uh, you know they can only be alive for so long, um, or you know they can stay alive, but then somebody else dies. You know, there's a lot of different things to kind of go along with that, and. It's because you have to offset death, basically, is what it is. You can't just bring everybody back to life, so somebody else has to die. So, it's really cool. It's a really good show. Um, it's it's made a lot of lists of shows that were canceled too soon. And I, I really do agree with that in this sense, because you do just get into the show. And right as it starts to hit its stride, ABC kind of pulls the rug out from under it. And they cancel it. And in, in, in a world, now that we live in, in a world where ratings mean everything, this show did not have great ratings. It was a d- critic darling, uh, but, you know, it had the half season of like nine episodes for season one and then had the full season or the, the other half season of season two, which was 13 episodes. But the ratings were not great. Uh, it I think they averaged maybe 6 million viewers, which sounds like a lot. But when you're on Wednesday, that's not. You know, Wednesday had CSI. At the time, they were full of CSIs and Law and Orders and other shows that people were watching. So nobody was really watching it. But I really liked it. And that's why the show got I know. Canceled. I know Brian didn't watch it, but it is something that I have implored him to watch. It won seven primetime Emmys, which that'll be, that'll be a theme later on that shows that have won Emmys that didn't last. I mean, the fact that it won, you know, Best Directing and Best Music and, like, Best Supporting Actors, you know, it it had a good cast, it had good music, it had a good show, it was just a unique premise that wasn't necessarily good at the time. And I don't think it would be any better now, but it, it, I don't think it could have gone more than maybe three or four total seasons, but just for having to go two, just when it was getting into its stride was, was a little upsetting, so... Pushing Daisies is number 12. I'll let Brian do number 11. since Number 11? We, we both yeah. kind of watched the show a little bit, yeah. uh, and it just recently got canceled. Yes. So it is it is a newer show, and it just makes the cutoff of 13 episodes. Yes, it I does. Was really, I just looked that up. I was really worried about it uh, when I originally put it on the list, but yeah, it, it does make the cutoff. But barely. Just barely. Yeah, so it has exactly 13 episodes. So the show is A to Z. I believe it's on ABC, if I remember correctly. Well, uh, no, it was an NBC show, Excuse I think. Me. No. Let, me, let me double check. Yeah, you check that out. So it was on some network. And uh, it, it stars Christina Milioti and some guy that looks like the guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. Ben Feldman. Ben Feldman. And pretty good chemistry, I think, overall that they had. It was a sit- great chemistry. It was a sitcom. It was a romantic comedy. It, it, was, a, it was a great little idea of how... They every single episode starts from a different letter of the alphabet. So they have their A episode, B, C, all the way. They through. They went through N, or they went through M. M. They went yeah, through half went the alphabet. The Thirteen, M. which that's good. The show had a sh- the, for starters, the show had a, sh- a shelf life. Yes, it did. If you're going to do a show that's called A to Z, you really can only do twenty six episodes, right? And so you have to maybe get a new story going on. I mean, they could maybe do different parts of a different, maybe a different relationship. Because secondary the, A, secondary but, B. But like Katie Segal, you know, who is the narrator of the show. Like, right. So that they have a shelf life. They only, but you this know, is the episode fair, of their relationship. And yes. that's it. It ends in 400. It's like 500 days of summer. It ends right. in 400 something days. But to be fair, this is they dated. They could have gotten engaged 
married, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. So there still was a little wiggle room. If it was a huge success, they could have done something to it. Um, I would have loved to have seen it just go that NBC. one season. It was NBC. It was NBC. Yeah. Pardon me. That was NBC. And I would have loved to have seen it just go that one season. Me too. The whole yeah, 26, the whole 26 to see exactly what happens. We get the feel of it. Just like 500 Days of Summer, like you just mentioned, which was a great movie. And the, the show didn't need to... See, that's the problem with, with, with American television is the shows need to last forever and ever and have all the money and revenue and all the... you know Oh, it's a hit? Well, let's string it out for 45 fucking seasons. That's the problem. Then it gets stale and nobody watches it anymore. Mm-hmm. And everybody hates it, and you know it's just it's just awful. So it happens to so many shows. So to do uh, part, you know, making up a phrase here to kind of British size it, where they would just do one season run of twenty six wonderful episodes, and then call it a day, and not then even, everybody would move on to something. Not else. even twenty six episodes. You know? Well, if if they they'll had, do you know, well, like it, for example, know? Doctor Who, yeah, which is very popular both in America and in and in Britain, obviously they do twelve episode seasons. That's it, right? Uh, AMC has done that, and they've done a very good job of that. AMC knows that less is more. Right. HBO knows that less is more. They do 12-episode, 13-episode seasons. Newsroom just ended with a 10-episode season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they know that less is more. Uh, the, the broadcast stations, the, the, the CBSs and the NBCs and the ABCs, they, yeah. the Foxes, who continually have to put out new content, right. don't realize that. They're struggling. They, you know, they're struggling they to really get are. good shows. They're struggling to get good shows, and they're struggling to, A, market the shows. They're struggling to get the shows available to mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, I think they're finally starting to come into their own, and that maybe will help shows such as the shows that are on this list mm-hmm. to, to you know, maybe stay alive a little longer. Like Community you know, is a good example of that. It has a huge following, yet it didn't have the ratings that NBC wanted, so they dumped it, and now it's picked up by Yahoo. Yeah, uh, and NBC is notorious for that. Oh, I mean, ever ever well, since that's another ever conversation since, for another time. Ever since Friends kind of left, they've had not good shows. Oh, it's been they're, awful. They're, they're, they've had a lot of executive turnover and bad port and poor decisions, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's unfortunate because NBC has such a good history of, of of producing good television that the 2000s have not been kind. The new millennium no. has not been kind no. to NBC. I was just reading an article where it said that NBC had possibly the greatest you know, back-to-back-to-back-to-back sitcom run in the history of television. When you look at having season six of The Office, when it was still in its prime, it had season four of 30 Rock, it had season one of Community, and it had season two of Parks and Recreation, which is all back-to-back-to-back for that one year. the comedy block? Yeah, that that, that, that sitcom block that it had is one of the greatest, you know, uh, that we'll never see again. Four shows like that. With Community Season 1 being as fantastic as it was, and Parks and Rec finally hitting their stride in Season 2. The Office, like I said, being in its prime at Season 6. And then a a wonderful, uh, uh, refreshing uh, uh, 30 Rock poking fun at everything in their fourth season, just really just starting to hit stride, really figuring out what they want to do and being as mm-hmm. wacky as they possibly can. It worked out so well for, for them. And, and yet neither of the, you know, you wouldn't see many of those shows with the exception of Office and 30 Rock. Community didn't do well and Parks and Rec didn't do well in the uh, in the ratings department. So it was really, I don't it, know what, it, NBC just must not know how to market these wonderful well, shows. Well, it's not the marketing. It They lost so much of their share that nobody goes back. The, everybody kind of migrated to CBS and to ABC. And I mean, there's, People, when they get into their shows and they get into their established shows, they're going to stay with them. That's right. why soap operas are still so popular. That's why things like like wrestling are still on because you there's only so much market share you can get. Right. So you know they're not breeding new, and our generation is not watching as much TV live. 
So we're no, not we're not getting true. as so much. The, so yeah. So they. So the internet the, TV like community, that's what our generation wants. Right. We want the ability to watch it whenever, wherever, on our phones, on our and tablets. And binge watch it too. Yes. That's the other huge thing. Like Netflix knows that we like to binge watch. Oh so yeah, so it releases out... all the episodes. So when Daredevil uh, what, in, drops in, in what, April 10th? And two weeks or something. Oh my god, I'm going to watch the whole fucking thing in a week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Take a weekend just watch it. Exactly. It's going to be fantastic. We'll, what have, I did to, with we'll that, have to watch the premiere at least. That's what I did with um, uh, House of Cards when season three came out. Binge yeah. it on a weekend. Yeah. It's perfect time yeah, for it. it so. That's a little bit off topic. Yeah, of way off topic. Now well, it, it, I mean, it's on yeah. topic with ABC not marketing correctly and A to Z being and NBC. Or, uh, NBC and, and A to Z being an NBC show. We would have had a lot more NBC shows on here, but I actually think we have a good mix of all the major, all the do. stations except for CBS. Yes. And it's because CBS doesn't... Doesn't, it, doesn't, doesn't let kill it, shows. It, they, it, they run them into the ground. Doesn't let a... What is it? it doesn't let a lame dog lie dead or I don't know what the phrase Sleeping is. Sleeping dog lie. Yeah, think, well, I don't know, maybe. No, that's not it. It's something no. about dead something. Anyway, let's move on to number 10. Yeah, uh, number I'll 10. let you do number... Did you watch number 10? I did, yeah. You can you do number 10 because yeah. you didn't do number 9. Number 10, I think, only got one season, right? It had one full season. Yeah. Um, number 10 is Undeclared, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic show about a group of college freshmen. Freshmen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming to college and you know meeting their roommates and meeting the girls and the boys meeting the girls and the girls meeting the boys and and figuring out what you want to do with your life and it had a great cast with Seth Rogen and was Jay Bruchel in there? He was the main know. character. Yeah, and then they had uh, Jason Segel popping in from time to time and a couple of the girls whose names I forget. Um, and so it's all about these, these this group of kids just you know becoming friends and figuring out their first year of college and going through some wacky little antics that they would have from time to time and added a lot of drama and people are sleeping around that everybody loves to see and and it's great it's you know it's kind of like american pie in a sense where you know we gotta you know everybody has to get laid you know kind of thing and so isn't it what jay's trying to do jay's trying to uh, go well, sleep with this one girl he i mean he likes the girl carla gallo i think is the one mm-hmm. um i mean the show had a good idea but i think we'll kill this is a judd apatow show it's one of the two that'll be on here because he until he hit it big with 40-Year-Old Virgin, was right. just kind of a journeyman. I think the premise of the show was a little lacking. All these kids are going off to college. That's great. You know, Jason Siegel, Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel, they're all friends. Let's all go to college. Oh, wait, my dad's going to be in college too? Yeah. That uh, You know, and I know he wasn't in Loudon Wayne or something. I forget his name. Uh, he wasn't in all the episodes, but right. he was definitely in it enough where they tried to add that as conflict. And it's right. just... Right. It was. It was not, and it was uncomfortable. Conflict, it, yeah, it and that was, was the problem. You, was, you didn't really buy it. It was like this is just weird. Why is he there? You wouldn't. Yeah, your father. If if your father was a good father, would not go to the same college as you, <laughs> and or he'd take night fucking classes. Yeah, he would not be around you in in classes like that. So, it's just kind of one of those weird uh, situations where he got. He. I mean, I. I think you know he was. I think. I think he was just going through a divorce and needed something to do, so he went right. to college. But you didn't really have to. to to do it that way you can have that by the way if you want i've got two i don't, I don't need it but well, I, I have two. i just wanted to see it yeah, i i pulled out a i pulled a zelda out of my pocket I no it's a link, link. pulled a link come on man you don't know the difference I, well, between zelda and link it says phantom hour zelda phantom hourglass yeah well, that's all right anyway so it's i mean it was a good show yeah. it I, I loved it i wish i wish there was more it was a fox show you know, i could have watched it you know for for the four seasons you know until they graduated that would have been perfect yeah we'll get to that about number six yeah i would much rather watch four seasons oh of that. you mean number seven number six i'd rather watch four seasons of that oh i see what you're saying okay i thought you mixed up because of jet apatow no anyway. no i actually had those two removed who the hell is that hold on we're gonna we're gonna take a quick time out here i'll i'll stall for time yeah so that was the doorbell that was the doorbell if you didn't know um, undeclared 
though. Two, uh, one year, uh, 17 episodes. That was on Fox, like we already said. It just It was kind of a cult show. But it was just kind of... I mean, you could relate to the main character, Steven. Jay Baruchel's character was a big geek, and that was me. Uh, I saw the show kind of late, though, to, to really get involved in it. I, I, I think I missed out on the boat. So, uh, number, and I've already made mention to twice now that our show at number six was more the show that I watched, that I related to being in college. Not undeclared, but it was still a, a good show in, in its own regard. Um, I'm, I'm back go, That was I'm, some dude who wanted to sell me television. I'm like, get out of here. Did he say public television, though? Yeah, WPTV. I'm like, I get that over the antenna. Yeah, but he wasn't selling it. He was probably wanting Donation Drive. Oh. Because, you know, the budget got cut a bunch because Walker. Yeah, but still, I'm still not going to do that. That's right. I'm a sustainer. I'm a sustainable donor. I give him five bucks a month. That's good. Because my kid watches Daniel Tiger, so why not? See, anyway. There, we got my share covered. Number nine. Yeah, I got your I got your 250 covered. <laughs> your tree fitty. Yeah. Uh, number nine is Legend of the Seeker. Which was a show that started directly in syndication, kind of like Xena and Hercules. Same production studio, WGN, all that kind of stuff. I don't know they started in syndication. That's crazy. Yeah, just like Xena and Hercules, it was just one of those that like WGN sold to it was different... Just always on. Yeah, it wasn't always on, but they could sell it to other stations. Sure. They would put it on in their like, late night blocks or whatever. And I saw it on Fox. Uh, originally, I'd heard about it because I did read the books by Terry Goodkind. Uh, sort of Truth Series, Wizard's First Rule was the first episode, the first season. And then they kind of took the two or three books after that to make season two. And it definitely had a cult following, if you want to talk about shows uh, that had big cult followings. Um, this was before... Game of Thrones came out. Okay? So think about how Game of Thrones is right now, and everybody just loves it and eats that shit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a definitely a PG slash PG-13 show um, that took a lot of liberties from the book, just like Game of Thrones, but its big issue was the syndication, was the fact that they didn't have strong backing, that you had to, you had to kind of sell this to each individual station. Like, uh, like if, if Clearcom wanted to buy it for their 15 TV stations, you had to sell them. Why would you want to buy this? Who would want to advertise during this show? And while they were kind of riding on the, on the backs of, of them saying, Hey, it's, it's Hercules. You know, it's people who did Xena are going to work on this. The the sort of truth series for books isn't that popular. I mean, they are popular. Don't get me wrong, but there've been so many of them. And, and Terry Goodkind is kind of, in his most recent books has not been the the greatest. So and they didn't have the star power behind them. I mean, right now, Bridget Regan, who played uh, Kaylin in the show, she's really popular now. She's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's in uh, the, the show on CW, the, uh, Beauty and the Beast. And then I think she also made some appearances on uh, Jane the Virgin. Um, uh, Bruce Spence, who, who is probably their most famous person in the movie, he was the the mouth of Sauron in, in Lord of the Rings and he's also was in Mad Max and he was in Star Wars. You know, he he's got a, a good backing for that. But basically it's just it's it's a TV show. They went two seasons, about forty ish episodes, forty five, forty six episodes, and it was just about the TV it was about the books. And it was really good sword and sorcery magic TV show. Um yes it was very cheesy. Yes the dialogue was terrible. But that's that's what makes those shows great is you're not expecting it to be 
high production budget uh, uh, fantasy like like Game of Thrones is now. Game of Thrones has such a huge budget, and they have HBO backing them. This was you know a, a TV show produced by you know, some rinky dink group that that, that did. Hercules, what, what I know, Paperboy Productions, Renaissance Pictures. I mean, it, it's just, it just wasn't, I don't think it was meant to be. And I lobbied for it hard to, to stay on because they were they were still kind of in, up in arms about maybe there being a season three and there wasn't. And people are still today trying to get there to be a season three of it. And, you know, especially with the, the advent of Kickstarter, you know, a lot of these shows could conceivably have extra seasons because you can crowdfund your your tv show now you don't need the backing of a studio to get it it's just how do you produce it to make the money on it so we'll see about number uh we'll, we'll see what what the future holds I, I don't think there'll be another one of these but this was a good sword and sorcery uh, kind of a good guilty pleasure in the late 2000s from like 2008 to 2010 so uh, that's pretty much it for number nine. Yeah, uh, I mean, it could have been a good show going, you know, if it ever had a chance to go the distance. I mean, but... it had the backing of the director yeah. of the of the of the author, which right. I mean, that's at the time that was unheard of. They didn't think that oh, you're going to actually get your the, the writer of the book to to come on and give your blessing on it. Mm-hmm. But now you, you know that's you can't do a show without that. Like, right. uh, Game of Thrones is you know they're going to end the show soon, but. The people who watch the show are going to know the endings of the books before the books are written. Right. So, because they have George R.R. R. Martin doing it for them. And that's stupid of HBO. I think that's just dumb on HBO's part. And R.R. Martin's fault. You're going to piss off your your original audience yeah. if you're going to give away what happens on the show first. That's true. So, either HBO's going to lose viewers or the book isn't going to sell as well. Right. So. We'll find out. So, you want to do number eight? Number eight. Yeah, number eight is Firefly. Oh, my God. This was such a great show. And it's tough because it's not higher, even though I feel it should be higher. But then you look at what's above it and you're like, well, where the hell is it going to go? So Firefly um, with uh, Rick Castle in there. Nathan Fillion. (laughs) Nathan Fillion. And he's this kind of cowboy western space captain, which is a really unique twist to it. He's kind of like, because, you know, it's... It's set in the future. It's, it's a spaghetti western of the of the space, which is right. you know, space epics are usually supposed to just be westerns in space. Right. So he kind of has the machismo of a, of a Han Solo, right. mixed with an Indiana Jones, mixed sure. with a little bit of, uh, you know, probably John Wayne western sure. in him, just you know, sure. to, that he can command. But with his long coat and his sidearm, mm-hmm. you know, it looks strictly cowboy. But you know, he has a laser gun, so it's not. It's the future. Mm-hmm. So it has a really nice, I guess, refreshing kind of twist to it. You don't see many. Uh, 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 outer space sci-fi shows like that not in america you know? i know doctor who kind of is like that every once yeah, in a while but, but not not but, for a whole, you know, se- not, not for whole know, series and then, season. and then even to a point of you know maybe being not well, ripoff but similar to blade runner you know yeah blade runner is a very unique you know science fiction movie. Exactly. i love that movie exactly so because it is so unique it's not i mean yeah. it's not a great movie but it's it makes it better that there hasn't been another one like that no and there will probably ever be one and just until the second one comes out because harrison ford will do anything for 50 million dollars yeah but ridley scott will be dead before they do that god i hope so <laughs> well i mean not not in a bad way i hope ridley scott makes many many more movies because i like what he does but i i just stay hope... away from aliens ridley or i'm gonna kill you yes. stay away from blade runner or i'm gonna kill you oh don't touch blade runner just you can go back and do gladiator too i don't what care. if he does the blade runner extended director's cut 
gold platinum edition. He already did that. They released the final cut <laughs> six like times six, now. Six. There's like I bought six the final cuts. I bought the HM. Maybe we've talked about it on the we show did. before. I, I bought I bought the HD DVD version of Blade Runner that had six movies in it. I don't need oh, six copies of Blade it's Runner. Such a good movie. It's the, the the theatrical cut, the blueprint cut, the original extended cut, the foreign cut, and then the final mm-hmm. final cut. And it's like I don't need all these movies but i get them anyway yeah why not yeah but anyway that's off topic firefly had a movie speaking of movies though yes it did yeah Uh, a movie called serenity to kind of wrap it up in a nice little package so at least we got that kind of uh uh, ending to it how you know i mean they're never going to bring it back it's going to be one of those things that everybody wants to bring it back because it has such a huge cult following and that's where Mm -hmm. i found it and fell in love with it was on netflix Mm -hmm. so i got to watch the first season of the show only the only season of the show the only season of the show and then i got to watch the movie and it's sucked because i wanted more Mm -hmm. but it's okay because i had it and they were able to wrap it up at least you know the way they maybe not wanted to but in a way that it felt okay leaving it you know i wish we had a little bit more time with alan tyduck because he died two dick no he didn't two dick two dick's not dead no 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 no. in the in the show oh wash yeah I thought you were talking like the real character. No, no, no. He didn't die. He's fine. His character yeah, is Wash dead. Yeah, Wash died, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, Summer Glau needs to be in more things, and that... Marin, uh, well, Marina Bacarin is in Gotham. Yeah, she is, which is nice. Um, was, she then, the, was she the prostitute? No, she's the doctor. No, no, in the, in the Firefly show. I don't know the actual Yeah, show. yeah, she was the... the, cor- yeah. the okay, and she was also in the other show. Damn it. The other show. Uh, Homeland. Show, it's on Showtime, yeah. She, I know, I know, the, I know. Homeland. I just remember. Yeah, she's the husband. She's married to the husband. Yes, because that would be that would husband. make sense. That would make more sense. Exactly. So, anyway, um, maybe this was this was also it had a Baldwin in it, unrelated to all the other. Yeah, Baldwins. Adam Baldwin. Yeah, no, not. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's not. He's not related. to I know. The Baldwins. Yeah, he's, he's Adam Baldwin, not of the Baldwins. Not of the Baldwins, but formerly of the Baldwins. I mean, this uh, this was uh, this was Joss Whedon's third show. Is coming off the coattails of Buffy and Angel. Oh right! Decides right. to do Firefly, yeah, which should have done better. Well, that's why he was able to that's do so it. So sad because, he, because well, he had two big hits. Yeah, and then he did Dollhouse, of course, which didn't last very long no, either. No, um, but he's able to. I mean, he's he is somebody who wants to take these 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 leaps, and he wants to do these these, these unique shows. So so kudos to him. You know, obviously everybody knows who he is now. Right of um, Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, just the Avengers movies. Pretty much, he did. That's really what kind of put him on the map. Really, he wrote. He was he was a writer on Toy Story. Co-wrote Toy Story, yep. the first movie. Yep, and I knew that. Titan A.E. and Alien Resurrection. Mm-hmm. A, bring it back to Ridley Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, our, our, our animated list. Yeah, but then yeah, then he yeah, then then now it's. I mean, he didn't really do much. He was just big. He was famous for doing the TV shows, and mm-hmm. then he did Avengers, and everybody kind of. They wanted to steal him and use him for everything that they possibly could because he's very talented. He's a very yeah, he's a very good director, very good writer. I think he even came out and said it like he he didn't make the movie to win awards. He just made it because it was going to be a stand up movie and you could watch it a few times and Mm -hmm. and and just enjoy yourself. And that's exactly kind of how his shows are. You know, they're not going to be critically acclaimed or anything, but they're going to have they're going to have great story to it. They're going to be very well put together, and you can watch them a few times. I think I've watched Firefly two or three times through. Yep. And I enjoyed myself every That's what's time. nice about it. If there, is a, if there is a sweet silver lining to these shows on the list is that you can binge them and not get sick of them. It's not going to take yeah. months yeah. to do it. It's going to take a, a weekend. Mm-hmm. And you can watch it and then, you know, eight, ten months later, maybe even a year later, just do it again. Like, right. if I want to binge Scrubs, it's eight seasons. It's, you know, 
180 episodes or something. That's it's a lot of episodes to watch. Or, yes, it you is. You know, it's 120 maybe, but it's just that's still a lot of episodes to watch. And, and I know a lot of these are hour long episodes, but still, it's you know, for Firefly, it's 15 hours. It's not that much time. Mm-hmm. So, Firefly is a good number eight, but number seven oh, trumps it a little better. bit. Yes, and again, it does. we did. I should have clarified. We did this list kind of how we do most of our other lists, where we each made one, took the averages, you know, fisticuffed a little bit, and right. Put them where they are. It's kind so, of randomly through. So number there, seven so. is Freaks and Geeks. Oh, man. Another Judd Apatow fantastical show, which is better than Undeclared, which is why it's higher on mm-hmm. the list. This one also only got one season. This is basically, I don't want to say a copy pasta of, or I don't want to say Undeclared is a copy pasta of, of um, Freaks and Geeks, but it kind of is in that Freaks and Geeks takes place in the high school world with uh, these different characters, same actors, different mm-hmm. characters. So it's kind of the same thing. He had this really big, huge cult now following with Freaks and Geeks. Well, well the common misconception, Judd Apatow didn't create Freaks and Geeks. Oh, he didn't? He was a, he was the executive producer on Freaks and oh, Geeks. Oh, excuse me. And then went and did Undeclared as kind of there an offshoot. Okay, Paul okay. Feig did Freaks and Geeks. Okay. Who did stuff like, uh, he, was in, he was in The Naked Gun. Um, he, he really just kind of was a tv producer he was okay but yeah that was his that was his baby well my mistake Geek was his first show and then he was uh he was a director on the office for a bunch of seasons arrested development mad men you know so he's been everywhere but that was his that was paul feig's first well i wish like, he would bring back directing. more wonderful shows because this is this is a fantastic show a stand-up it had what linda cardinelli or what her name is yeah when she was young yeah and then, and then uh, the Cart- Seth- uh, Car- Cartellini. Cartellini, thank you. James Franco. Yep. Oh yeah, this this list is huge. Just Seth just Rogen, go. Yeah. Um, Jason Segel was in it. Martin yep. Starr. Bet Bits Busy, Busy Phillips. Busy. That's her name. Yes. Uh, Sam Levine, who played the, you know, he's in a bunch of stuff. In that he's in a lot too. of he's in a lot of things right now. Uh, Joe Flaherty. Uh, Joe Flaherty. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. This is kind of everybody who's getting big now or is big now. This is kind of their launching pad there's yeah. so many great names well, jason siegel did this after he did 10 things siegel was in can't hardly wait i thought it was in 10 things no different house different house party teen movie yeah my mistake that's right you're right he was in can't hardly wait you're right he was the the watermelon stone guy yeah which it, i mean this yeah. show was basically high school mm-hmm. for me because i could relate to these characters i know this took place uh, in the 70s in the 70s 80s 80s early 80s. early 80s okay that makes more sense um, but you know i i could relate to the geeks and the freaks because i was kind of a little bit of both in high school and 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 the show oh, joe flaherty's the dad harold weir yeah, jackass yeah yeah that guy too yeah exactly From happy gilmore yeah hey gilmore Anyway, while wow, it was a long pause, trying to yeah, I know, sir. I'm just I know I'm, we're both reading. I'm trying to find the person. I always forget the actress's name. She's in everything now. Oh, Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, was in this show for four se- for four for a couple episodes. episodes yeah, yeah. yeah she's to... everywhere now. Yeah, she is. But I loved her in these shows, especially like Party Down, which we'll get to. Spoiler Spoilers. alert. Oh. Um, and she was in the movie Mean Girls, which she looks completely different. Ah, oh, Rashida Girls. Jones. She had an episode of Prince yeah, she East. did. I always forget her name. I always want to say Felicia Rashad, and that's nope. not even close. It's not. Or Patricia Richardson. Those are, are still aren't no. Close. Those yeah. That's you've got Ugh. three different. Actors. I know. I know. You've got three actresses from three different generations there. Yeah. Um, and then and then yeah, she played Karen Scarfalli, so for one episode. So Rashida Jones, and now she's doing everything everywhere, and she also executive produced A to, a to Z. Z. Yep. 
So she's she's on here. Rest in peace, now. number eleven. Yeah, exactly. So freaks and geeks was back back to the show now. Uh, again, I didn't. And this is the problem. I didn't watch it when it was originally airing. I caught it on Netflix and just binged the whole damn show. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe that they would cancel such a fan, just such a great show like this. If there's one show on here that would appeal to you know, that younger demographic, the 18 to 34, mm-hmm. boy, it, this would be definitely one of those, you know, that, that you would want to hit with that target audience. Everybody would watch this. It's, it's you know, the, the parents, I could see liking it, and as well as the kids who, you know, want to watch it uh, as well. Mm-hmm. It, it really works for all ages, and, and for them to cancel something like this so soon and so abruptly, they didn't get to end how they wanted it to end or anything like that. So just kind of just kind of ended. So so and, a, few and things, a few things with Freaks and Geeks. Just makes me sad. Uh, one, it was on Saturday. Who puts new shows on Saturday? Apparently Nobody, NBC yeah. does. Idiots. Uh, two, it didn't have great ratings, obviously being on Saturday. Three, it was almost, it was an hour long show. That's a lot of, it's a lot to put on a Saturday to have somebody commit to watching. Right. So again, NBC kind of showing its, its, its ignorance in. In, 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 in shows in, in marketing and yeah. appealing to different demographics and no oh, let's put it on saturday everybody watches tv on saturday yeah i don't know why they we do that. we do now because we can watch all of the shows on netflix but we're not going to yeah. watch a live show on a saturday it was on saturday I'm, I'm looking up right now i don't know how accurate this is but it was on saturday at seven followed up by uh the pretender and then the profiler uh so, why, did, why did they do that does, does that even work do they have are this, there shows right now that are airing on Saturdays that uh, I'm unaware of? Not on the major stations, there aren't. And this, I mean, this was before there was reality TV everywhere. Hmm. I mean, the, the reality TV on here was Fox's Saturday Night lineup, which was Cops and America's Most Wanted. Huh. <laughs> so, Freaks and Geeks, uh, I wish there could have been more, but 17 episodes is a, is a pretty good run for this. And, and... Again, I, I think Ryan and I, a little piece of us, were in the, was in this show in, in, in each character, not just one character specifically. Right, right. But you, you could find things to attach yourself to each of those. Uh, let's move on to number six. Uh, this one is my... This is a good one. We watched. I actually watched this when it aired on MTV. I did not. I caught it right after, uh, along the, around the same time as, as, as other shows on this list. I instantly fell in love with this show because I... Again, instantly connected to all four of the main characters. Yeah, that... um, we're talking about undergrads, not to be confused with undeclared. Uh, undergrads was an animated show on MTV during its kind of heyday in animation in, in the early two thousands, back when Daria was big and and Beavis, Beavis and Butthead was was kind of on the way out, but but they were still. A, a good show. This was co-produced with with in Canada on their Teletoon, which was their their adult-oriented kind of Adult Swim mm-hmm. type TV station. So MTV Two Teletoon and then Adult Swim aired it for a little bit in Latin American countries. Uh, it, it follows a group of four friends: uh, Nitz, Gimpy, Cal, and Rocco. And, and, and they, I didn't know the creator does. We talked about this, but yeah, the creator does all the voice, does all four voices, which is crazy because they're all they're all very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also, you know, wrote the show, directed the show. He did the original art for it. Uh, he did keep a lot of stuff in in, in house, which was great. And he pitched it. Uh, I think this was pitched during uh, a, a time at MTV where they were just 
they, they had like college contests where you, hey, send us your show, and if, sure. if we like it, we'll put it on. Right. And he won, and it was great. Um, but you know, Rocco was was the big goofy frat boy. Uh, Cal was the ladies' man. Uh, Nitz was the everyday kind mm-hmm. of awkward, not fitting, not fitting in really anywhere. And then Gimpy, Johnny Normal, yes. Yeah. And then Gimpy was the computer nerd hacker, oh, yeah. guy. And, and there was a little bit of me in each of them, not necessarily maybe Rocco so much, but the, they you were, were totally Cal, the ladies' man. Hey, guy. Oh, yeah, no, I was totally a, a <laughs> I was totally a, a Nitz Gimpy. Nitz and a Gimpy, yeah. Um, but. <laughs> They, they, they all, they sound so different, but that's what makes their group work so well because mm-hmm. they do share common themes with, with liking things like Star Wars and playing video games and just kind of going out and hanging out and having fun. And the show was very good about kind of describing why they were friends. Yeah. That was the big thing is because you, you described it like, well, why are these guys friends and why do we care? They've been friends so, forever, for, but, yeah. but it's, you know, they, they, they went to elementary school together. They went to high school together. They're all going to be going to college in the same city, right. but it's the first time that they're not going to be in the same school. So they, they kind of work on that dynamic where they're still hanging out all the time, but right. they have other things to do and other, other, uh, uh obligations to an extent, mm-hmm. but they just kind of go through very silly, things and that pete the creator drew from his experiences in college like going going out to a bar when you're underage using fake ids and kind of the hazing rituals and following a girl and and trying to get them to like you right and there's just so many down-to-earth stories that were in a cute animated setting and i don't mean cute and like you know frilly my little ponies but just the fact that it was you know it was accessible to 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 more than just people it would not have been a good live action show no no but they, they still, yeah, they had a lot of fun. They had they had the advantage of animation where they could kind of do what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and it was like as Ryan was saying, it was very relatable to 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 everyone, to me, to him, and we're mm-hmm. two you know, pretty different people. Yeah, we still, but we still have our common interests, like the mm-hmm. guys on the show, and that's what you know was big for me when I was watching this late night MTV when they would air it. I, I oh my god, I, I loved it. I thought it was mm-hmm. so funny, and and the, the big thing for me was Nitz with the girl. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I never really had that opportunity to to date the girl, you know, that I, you know, was crushing after, so to speak, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. So was, that was just the one big thing. Like, oh, my God, I totally get it. You know, I know You're what talking this guy's going him through. him following Kimmy yes. or the being oblivious to the fact that Jesse likes him? No. Uh, following Which was Kimmy. both for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was always no. oblivious to what people thought about well, me. Well, that and... too, but yeah, no, it was a big thing of just loving this girl from afar, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then just not having, you know, the opportunity to, to act on it, or, or the balls, <laughs> yeah, so to speak. So, so it's really, um, it was really a great show. I think you and I binge-watched it a couple of I'm times sure we in did. college. It, it, it's just... Because it, you, you had the DVDs, yep. which is great, because Netflix wasn't even invented yet. And Netflix doesn't have it. Well, it was, but they didn't have a streaming thing. They just yeah, they, the they had Netflix, because right. we were doing, we were doing the, the old college burn and return. Yes, we, yes. Oh, classic. That's so great. I think we I lost so many DVDs. Those burned episode, burned DVDs just yeah. because the shelf life on them wasn't great to begin with. No, it really wasn't. Like four years, three yeah. years. Yeah. So, Undergrads number six, uh, 2000-2001. Uh, they did try to do a reboot a couple years ago. Pete went on, uh, tried to get rights. He doesn't have the rights to his own show. You know, it kind of sucks. That's right. We Canada, about Teletoon, was, Teletoon was all about having it. Uh, MTV's not having any of it. Right. So, he's still kind of holding out hope. And every once in a while, he'll tweet out, you know, bring back Undergrads. or Sure. Uh, you know. Something along those lines, and he just wants to do it again, and, yeah. and especially with the the with with Kickstarter, he could easily do it. I would back it, sure. If, if, oh, yeah. Even if it was just a oh, movie, sure. I don't need a I don't need a TV show. But this was a show that was broken down to, to have a shelf life of four years because it's right. un, well, technically 
technically kind of two or three years undergrad would assume right if you're getting yeah but anyway we won't get into the logistics of, of, of naming conventions but uh, number five is gonna be oh, man. Uh, don't trust the bee in apartment 23 man, this is such a great show i discovered this on netflix again and it's one of those where it had two short and very sweet seasons uh with mm-hmm. uh james vanderbeek not even being the star but then the crazy squirrel looking girl and the even crazier girl Kristen ritter Kristen ritter thank you god I am horrible with you actresses' names Kristen today. Ritter played the bee, if yeah. you want to get technical. The uh, bee, yeah. Uh, Dreamer Walker played June. Yeah, Dreamer Walker. And then the other, I guess... JVDB. Well, James Vanderbeek, of course, played a caricature of James Vanderbeek. Which is probably the second best part of the show. The first best part of the show was Kristen Ritter. Mm-hmm. She just stole the film in every scene that yes. she was in. It was fantastic. And, and you just, you wanted to see what kind of crazy shit that she would do. And I could understand how they canceled it because it did get a little old after a while, how she's still running some crazy shit. But then Dremel Walker's character is just like, oh, that's just, I forget her name now, Chloe. Oh, that's just Chloe, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I can kind of see how it got a little old after a while, how how they were just kind of recycling the same yeah. type of feeling there to was, the there show. There was no... There's nowhere for it to go. No, and uh, the I way we're the, the way we're talking about it makes it sound like it probably wasn't canceled oh, too early. No, but, but no, it but it was. was so. But it was so great. It was. It could have went on for forty years. I wouldn't have cared. It would have been so fantastic. Yeah, they just could have slowed down a bit because they yes. did try to push a lot in the first yes. season and a half. And um, maybe that's what made it so good is because of all the things that actually got to happen mm-hmm. because they were trying to go maybe so fast rather you know than ha- rather than having Chloe and her roommate be enemies. They had, you know, the two girls become pretty close friends toward the end, and that still worked, but mm-hmm. only to a certain point because Chloe was just still being a bitch, mm-hmm. and the other girl just couldn't understand why she was being a bitch. It's like, well, that's just who she is, so you're going to have to deal with it or move the fuck out. So they still had, yeah, they still had other, you know, boy pro- boyfriend problems, and James Vanderbeek had always always had his problems, which were just so fantastic, and he, he played such a different character than he is in real life, even though he played himself in the show it was, a, it was a good caricature of him because you know he's he is kind of this nice person uh, mm-hmm. and, and he's never been really kind of a a, a dick or a, a jerk to anybody in 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 real life but this in the show he's a very self-centered teen star who thinks that <laughs> everything that he's the still the best shit right out of anything and he's got a great personal assistant who kind of helps him with everything yeah he's kind of like his smithers yeah and the, just the chemistry that all three of them have mm-hmm. is is phenomenal. Yeah, um, I, I wish there I wish there was more. Heck, you could even throw Luther in there and have four, you know, because he he has a lot of he has a lot of screen time with with the with the two girls alongside James Vanderbeek. So what was what was great was I got to show Brian uh, eight never before seen episodes from him. Yeah, because they uh, they didn't air in America and they were really late to the game on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So like in August, we uh, had a nice little helping of new episodes yeah. of Don't Trust the Bee. So they rounded it up to twenty to twenty six or something episodes, but right. it was it was definitely one of those shows that I didn't watch it originally, and I I don't. And again, that's the common theme here throughout. Somebody this whole told show. me Brian said you should yeah. watch the show, and we watched. <laughs> it's so great. We watched one episode. Yeah. Um, the, we watched the episode where uh, Chloe finds a way to become the editor in chief ish. Yes. Of, yes. Of uh, People Magazine. Of People Magazine. So she could, ha- so she managing could, editor. So yeah. and so she, so she could make James B. Sexiest Man Alive. There's a whole story. I'm not going to get into the story of the episode. Just go watch it. Yeah. Um, it's season two, episode three. Um, but 
just that's the episode and i was just laughing my ass off the mm-hmm. whole time and i said i can't believe i missed the show so i binged it uh over two nights, just stayed up and watched the whole damn show. So worth it, and it was worth it. And that was just really well. It was it wasn't worth it because I was really sad then because of the episode. episodes. Well, because it's ep- right, but you at least you at least yeah. had it, and that's yeah. why I said before it's going to be a very bittersweet list because we mm-hmm. loved all of these shows, and we're so sad that they ended. But we at least you know had the time with them. You know that we mm-hmm. did. We should be happy that we had that. So, uh, moving on to number four, is this is one that I watched a little bit uh, because of you. Mm-hmm. And finding out that Aaron Sorkin, you know, was also in charge of it, uh, and that's Sports Night. I watched this. I watched this one on TV. Yes. I was twelve when the show was out, and I watched the very whole advanced thing. for a twelve-year-old. Oh, I loved Aaron. I don't know. I think maybe I just always liked Aaron Sorkin because I mean, obviously, this was my first. Uh, for me, it was my first uh, taste of the Sorkin. Yes, and I loved the show. And I, you know, it was it was. I think at the time, I also that was kind of one of those. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up, Ryan? I want to be a sportscaster. So I got to watch this and mm-hmm. pretend like I was a sportscaster. And I, I'm i a fast-talking person, if you can't tell from our podcast. And Aaron Sorkin's dialogue is very fast-paced and witty and, and full of banter. And, and those are the things I like to do. And I, I may have developed that from watching this show. I can't be for certain. But this was a fantastic show that was on ABC that, again, kind of cut, cut short, really short. Uh, and it was ba- it was it was a show kind of along the lines of what it would be to work at Sports Center, uh, or in this case, the third show behind CNNSI at the time, and then Sports Center, of course. But it was just really good. Aaron Sorkin and Low, I guess I wouldn't know until later on in life how good he was at, at doing everything like this. And even though his shows are all carbon copy, this would be, I guess, the first kind of first this was his first tv show was it not i believe so um you can check in with that i'll look real quickly on that uh but just all of his shows even though they are kind of you know copy and paste they're all really good uh and the cast was was great too you had you had uh you had uh peter krauss who you know went on to do things uh six feet under and parenthood uh, you got Josh Charles, who was before this was in uh, did Poet Society. He went on to do things like The Good Wife, and he was very good on that show before he was killed off. Oops, that's a spoiler from spoiler. last year. That's a last year spoiler. You've had time to watch it. Uh, you had Felicity Huffman. You had Josh uh, Joshua Molina, whom I've got his autograph, and I met him. That was really cool. We I used to tweet with him back and forth a little bit, and uh, just everybody. That show just really made me want to learn to talk like that and learn all these weird useless trivial knowledge which we're gonna go play trivia after this um yes more trivia i just i love the way i love the aaron sorkin style i know it gets a lot of flack i know it gets uh it gets it gets taken down oh he you know he he's using the same scripts his lines or uh, you know it's kind of the same that's not how that's not how normal people talk it's fast talking running around walking and talking you know type of thing but But i love that he he dramatizes everything so well and it gets you so involved mm-hmm. and invested in the show. And that's what he does so well, mm-hmm. is is you care about these people. You really do. Like uh, when Sam Watterson, you know, died at the end of... Newsroom. Newsroom, thank you. Spoiler. Lord, spoiler. Yeah, another... But this is actually a very cool spoiler. One, that so, one, hey, sorry about that, guys. Still, that's still technically the 2014 calendar. We're counting. We're counting. We're, counting we're taking, we're taking year, the yeah. spoilers down. So when he, when he died, I like I kind of knew it was coming. 
so I wasn't super surprised just because of how the episode was kind of wrapping up and the, mm-hmm. the feel of it and how he was really just getting up into everybody's faces. I'm like, and then he smacked his head on the table and it's like, oh my God, yeah. like I didn't see that part coming, mm-hmm. but I figured he was going to have a heart attack just the way he was, you know, just the yeah. way he was acting. And, and then the, to find out later that he died and, and how was the show going to go on? And that's how they, they ended it. They mm-hmm. ended it by, you know, wrapping everything up nice which is good because mm-hmm. aaron doesn't get to do that very often uh he does every show he knows is gonna get canceled he wraps it up because he always has the same episode title what did he it? do that with sports night oh Sports okay. Night had the exact same oh, okay. episode and he did it with studio 60 mm-hmm. oh. studio 60 was canceled halfway through they just they let they allowed him to continue making the episodes and they released them as well because they ordered a full season before the pilot even aired for studio 60 yeah okay i'm pretty sure that's how it happened and then i i know that halfway through the season they were talking about canceling it. So right. he ended the show with his, he ended his show with his standard episode title. Uh, I think it's what a day this has been. Mm. Um, he, again, he reuses a lot of the same stuff and that's fine. It's, that's his touch. It's, it's, it's his sure. director's part well, on his, it. His writer's part. He doesn't yeah. direct. What kind, what kind of day has it been? Is it, he ends every show with that. Every, every show he's ever been in. Sure. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Getting back onto sports night, you know, they all they all kind of have the same, again, they all have sort of the same type of plot. Mm-hmm. And the characters are all are all caricatures of their former show that they were on. But this kind of started that. And that's why it makes the list for me. And again, I always just love imagining that I was a sportscaster. I liked the back and forth that Dan, and what was the other guy's name? Uh, Dan Riddell alongside Casey McCall. Yeah, Dan and Casey, just their back and forth that they always had. They mm-hmm. were like best friends. And they hated each other, but they were still best friends, and they would argue, and but then they would be best friends, and just I loved the back and forth that they had. Yeah, because they were best friends. They were. I needed, and they to, hated say each other. I needed to say it for it. But time. I mean, yeah, a good friend you should hate your you should hate your good friend yeah. for certain things. Yeah, you know, you're allowed to do so. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say something about the show, and I forget now. Um, it's good. It is very. It's a very good show. <laughs> um, come back to it. Uh, you know, see if we come back to it, I'm not going to remember. Okay. Um, and anyway, uh, we'll just, we'll just end it on that. It, okay. You know, Sports night. Uh, number four. It, it did win a couple awards again. Yeah. And in true ABC fashion, they just didn't market it properly. So sad. Um, it was a good show. I, I was sad to see it go. It I think was. I haven't finished it. I think I have one more season to go, but. There's only two seasons. Well, then I have you one season to go. It. You better finish it. They, uh, your mom they needs actually, to finish it. They, here's some fun trivia. They released a 10 year anniversary of edition DVD of this show. A show that got canceled yeah. had a 10-year anniversary release. With it's some, it's still big. With some, well, it's owned by ABC. ABC owns ESPN. Uh, so they kind of did a, they, 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 they interviewed people at ESPN and talked about uh, if they ever watched the show. And, and so they okay. had some pretty cool okay. interviews regarding regarding that. Sure. Uh, Interesting. But, but yeah, that, that's one show that, that's one of the few shows when I was younger that I actually did go buy the full DVD set for because sure. I wanted to have those. I remember flipping through your big uh, binder full of uh, uh, DVD uh, mm-hmm. and, and just going through and always stopping and asking you what sports night was for like a week, for like a month. And I'm like, fuck, I better watch the show. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. But now, so. I think it's on, well, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore. It used to be. Yeah. And that's how I watched a lot of it. Maybe that's yeah. why I haven't watched it anymore because it took it off, but I can't remember why. So anyway. All right. Let's move on to number three. Number three, Party Down. One of the best shows to ever get canceled. It is number three on this our list. Is this this was just this is the most upsetting thing ever when I found out that they weren't doing the show anymore. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Um, I think you actually introduced me to the show. Yeah, because uh, in true fashion, like every other show on this list here, 
they all are common themes. And this <laughs> we was, didn't watch this one live. Either. Well, no, this was a Rob Thomas show. Yes, not of Matchbox Twenty. Rob Thomas of Veronica Mars also did Veronica Mars, which can't make the list because it had three seasons. Yes, but it also did get canceled too early, in my opinion. But not for this list. But he does great, risky TV shows. Oh, this and, this show is so. And fantastic. this was a stars backed TV show, so it, it had a little bit more wiggle room to, to do outlandish mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. but it i think it just didn't reach the correct audience it was reaching for a younger audience well, that the problem liked was, it. it was on stars you know and at the time i suppose in really 2008 stars, in 2009 stars you know, now that amc's getting stuff hbo has always been big um i know fx fxxxx stars know? never really had well stars is a premium so if you want to compare right. you got to do stars showtime and sure. hbo hbo's always had the big shows right showtime has the um, second big shows showtime had some shows at the time yeah. like californication mm-hmm. and and dexter yes and stars never really had a big tv show they had i mean they they struggled to really get they some just always show re-showed movies but they always had the yeah. new movies first right that was always what stars was and yeah. then they tried to get into in, into tv shows and they have a couple here and there, but they don't ever they're not ever that long lasting of a of a TV show. No, and, and it just it was really unfortunate because this this show had this was another launching pad for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Jane Lynch uh, is on the show. Um, you see Veronica Mars for a couple for a few episodes. Um, what's her name? Actresses. Kristen Bell. Thank you, actresses, man. This also to... has Lizzie Kaplan in it. Lizzie Kaplan's in it. Yep. So she's she's back. Uh, Martin Starr is in it. Um, Adam Scott is in it. That was kind of his uh, big coming out party before he hit it big again with the Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. So kind of, it just kind of kept. These... He had some of his friends from Veronica Mars. He right. had uh, Ken Marino. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's hysterical. I think his character in this is so fantastic. Ron Donald. So he's so fantastic. <laughs> and so, then, um, so basically, Party Down is just about the, Hansen, this, this catering Kyle. company of all these struggling actors at actresses stand-up comedians uh um musicians basically where you go if you can't make it in hollywood exactly you go be a caterer the, the, yeah at, that, at that's, this, that's, this, that's the stereotype uh, is you 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 do the catering and and they have so many great lines they have so many great scenes i don't i could talk i mean we could talk about the show forever and and unfortunately mm-hmm. we cannot for we are pressed for time um but the 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 party down um sequence of just events of kind of how it happens and to me it only got two seasons but i think the i mean i want more but the way it ended it ended perfectly because it kind of goes through adam scott's character and how he used to be a really big actor from you know these commercials and he kind of had a couple of spots on tv shows he was like the next best thing and then he kind of cooled off and nobody wanted to work with him again for whatever Mm -hmm. and they kind of go through this really great uh uh, back and forth with the relationship with him and lissy kaplan's character and she's like well why don't you go be an actor why don't you go be an actor you need to be an actor but you know he doesn't want to be but he keeps telling her after rejection after rejection after rejection that she should still keep pursuing her dream and they have this big moment where it's like why why do you keep telling me to go mm-hmm. pursue my dream when you won't go do it yourself and then the final episode is him not being able to go to work on time because he's in uh, an audition room to to audition for a for the for a part in a movie and she realizes this and she kind of has a smile on her face and that's how it ends that ends with 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 this whole drama of back and forth uh, between why don't you go and do this because you are really good, you know, and and, and that's kind of how they ended it with him going back and, and trying to to be an actor again. I think this this was a show that did have a shelf life. It was not canceled. 
Rob Thomas only wanted right. I think he only wanted to do two seasons. Oh really? Yeah. What? Because there's no cancellation notices for the show at all. Wow. So So this kind of asterisk. I think I think uh, I think maybe event. I think maybe I wonder if maybe there was gonna be and I this is speculation, but you know, if people leave shows all the time, they'll do Maybe maybe stars wanted to do two more seasons. He didn't want to do two more seasons. Sure. Maybe they weren't going to give enough money. Maybe sure. he was getting burned out or, or whatever. Because a lot but, of the actors went on to do bigger, better things. But it wasn't canceled. It was no. just it, the show ended. It just they, yeah, the show that's time forgot. So so here's a good list. Actually, we were talking about star shows and how they don't really have many good shows. Uh, I'm looking at their shows right now. Um, I'm going to give you three of them and let me know if you've ever watched them. Uh, they had a show called Camelot. No. Which was on for only one season. I think I've heard of it, but no. I watched a little bit of it. They had a show called The Bronx Bunny Show. (laughs) Nope. And then they had a show called The White Queen. Now, keep in mind, all these shows only had one season. Hmm. And their current run of shows have all only had one season. Hmm. So they don't keep their shows very long because they're not known for having shows like that. So... Stars just, I think that was the problem with Party Down is it was on Stars. It yeah. probably, you know, maybe maybe it only wanted to be two seasons, and that's mm-hmm. fine. It was written as such that two seasons was probably all it needed. Right. But I, we always want more. We want more. Yeah. I, again, three th- to me, I think five to six seasons for a really great show, I think that's that's just, that's perfect. You know? Hell, you know, in The Simpsons case, seven great seasons. Even though they've been going on forever, but they had all together, there are seven fantastic seasons where you could pick up one episode from any time, and it would be the best episode of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd just be the best episode. So, anyway, that's a different discussion for a different. So, time. number two, number two is Studio Sixty on, on the, the sun- Sunset Strip. Going back to Aaron Sorkin here. Oh, what a great show! This is another one you introduced me to, but we actually watched this one live. We watched this with Heroes because you were, I think, you wanted to watch Heroes, or maybe somebody no, was. Watching I would Heroes. never want to watch Heroes. Okay, so I was watching Heroes at seven uh-huh. on Monday. And this was our first semester. This is our second semester in college. Yep. Um, no, first semester. It was our first semester in college because it, it was the half season. Right. Um, because I had already watched a lot of it. Uh, so I was watching Heroes and then Studio 60 was on right after. Right. And this was after it had had its cancellation notice and they were mm-hmm. just kind of burning off episodes. Sure. And I had fallen in love because, again, being an Aaron Sorkin-ite, I loved... Well, and then the cast of characters, too, where we oh. have Amanda Peet and, and Matthew Perry and... Whitford. Bradley Whitford. And DL Hughley, yeah, DL Hughley was on. Um, Tom, Tom Jeter. Um, somebody sent Cordry. Uh, Randy Cordry was on there. Um, trying to think now. A couple other people. I don't know. That's probably about it. The well, big, there was the, big the names, anyway. I mean, that was uh, and Asner was on it. Yeah, uh, Stephen Weber was on it. Sarah Paulson. Um, I mean, it, it was it was a very big cast. Timothy Busfield was in it. Who's right. he's been in Sorkin shows. Yes, all the Sorkin shows. All of them. All of them. Yeah, I, um, I like him a lot. Nate Cordry, by the way. Thank you. Right. Randy Cordry, that's his dad. Rob Cordry. Rob Cordry's dad. dad. All right. Randy Cordry's just the guy I just made up. So you did. Uh, and then the guy <laughs> from uh, I forget his name now. The he's in he's in Big Bang Theory now because of the show. Oh. Uh, shoot, what's his name? Sheldon. No, not Sheldon. Uh, other Sheldon. Not other Sheldon. Indian Sheldon. Simon Helberg. I don't know who that is. He plays uh, the the Jewish character in Big Bang Theory. Howard Wallowitz. Um, no, I still uh-huh. don't watch that show. Yeah, he he was on the show. Uh, I mean, the, the the cast was amazing. That's something that has never been wrong with Sorkin shows is getting, no. a good, getting a good cast or even just getting a cast that functions well together. Yes. Um, but this was a show about the behind the scenes of Saturday Night Live, essentially. The, right. It's the, their version it's of the Saturday Friday Night. night. The Friday Night comedy show, Studio right. Sixty on the Sunset Strip. Right. And he's writing about what it's like behind the scenes, kind of the the politics of it. The 
the cast interactions. Again, an amazing show. The reason that this one's higher than Sports Night is because a it's a it was an hour long show, which means that he could do a lot more with it. Um, B I really liked the cast. I liked it better I than think, Sports Night. I think the cast in Studio sixty was a lot better. It was more fleshed out. The characters didn't seem quite as one dimensional. It was only one season too. Mm-hmm. Um, but each of those, I, I, each of the actors and actresses I had seen in something else, and them coming together was was really good. Um, and then see, just the, the writing in it was better. I think it was much superior uh, to much superior. It was much. It was it was it was much more superioristic <laughs> than than Sports Night. So I I really enjoyed Studio Sixty, and I wish they they had good they had good episodes they had good uh, guest stars they had john yeah, goodman come really and play, cool the, play the judge in an episode uh, they got a lot of singers and, and actors who would come on the show mm-hmm. who i guess would be would you know, play themselves, play themselves they would get to be on the show like Sting was yeah. on and, right uh, it was just it was a, just a good it, like every show i mean sports night dealt with the ratings of of a sports show in the politics of that studio 60 dealt with the ratings of a friday night comedy and mm-hmm. and a show that had been on the decline much like snl had been on the, the decline right. in, the, in the 2000s and so they you know they bring these two guys who used to work on the show who are big comedy writers to try and revive the show uh being matthew perry and bradley whitford mm-hmm. and being the director danny and the writer and and oh my you just and, you're so invested and, and, and you just love with, these characters yeah, so much and you deal with a lot of interpersonal things too <laughs> right I mean, matt's matt's got a big uh alcohol and, and, drug, and drug addiction problem, right. uh Danny can't produce and direct in Hollywood for a year because he was caught uh, with a drug right. issue too. So you know they're it basically it's it's the NBC equivalent TV station. Uh, they're trying to rebrand everything, but yet they're bringing in all these people who've had issues in the past. Right. But it, you know it's all part of Amanda Peet, who's the new president. It's all part of her plan to to revive the show, to revive the show, and, and the network essentially. And it, it just it does a really good job. Mm-hmm. And I just I again I just wish there was more episodes. And the um, fights that they have with the the upper brass about what they can and can't put on the show, I just I love every single minute of it. I think I think for me the two reasons that this show was canceled, two of the biggest reasons. One was budget. Mm-hmm. He was burning through a lot of money per episode to the point where it was going to be unsustainable if they were hitting even decent ratings. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just he the, the cast that he had and the sets that he was building, they were just they were very full and rich and it was great for the show but not good for nbc's back pocket right so that was one big thing was was the the, the money on it and then number two again was ratings the declining ratings and i think the ratings were declining because this was hitting a little close to home at the time i think people didn't want these procedural shows or these these shows that were really close to life like heroes was on right before this and that was a, that's a good show but it's a terrible lead into a show that's about real life you've got right. a fake superhero show about people, real people who have real power, real powers, but they're not like, you know, in tights and wearing super costumes and stuff. And then you go straight into a very melodramatic dramedy about the ins and outs of, of backstage. It was a bad lead in. It was a very bad lead in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so a very serious show it, and you can't really, you can maybe follow it with a comedy, but you can't lead it in with something that really doesn't match it. And you, you can't miss an episode. And that no. became a problem too. Is yeah. the, the scheduling became sporadic. <clears throat> And once you miss an episode, you don't come back to watch it because then you can be really, so lost. You really got lost. Yeah, I, I agree. But it, it, it was sad how it ended, or how how it had to end. 
And and I just I wish there was more. I'm making faces because I remember what I wanted to say about sports night. Now it's too late. Oh, it's too late now. We're not on four anymore. We are you can not. go back to it. Um, don't don't leave no, our audience hanging, not. Ryan. You know we're, we're going to get so many angry emails you, and tweets you from watch, everybody. Just watch sports night from front to back. Mm-hmm. You can binge it if you want. I don't care. Just go season one to season two, end of season two, and tell me the one thing that you know is different about the show. Ugh, when do I have to do this by? Doesn't matter. Okay. So that's 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 what I'm going to leave you with. That's the teaser. Okay. If you watch Sports Night, watch some season one. You don't even have to watch it in order. Watch some season one episodes. Watch some season two episodes, and tell me what you know is different. Okay. It's pretty obvious if you if you think about oh, it. All right. Um, but it's for the better. Season two mm-hmm. it was was for the better, not for the worse. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and go to number one. Finally, this one makes number one. But let's recap. Real yes. Quickly. Yes. Number twelve, pushing daisies. Uh, number eleven, A two Z. Number ten, undeclared. Number nine, Legend of the Seeker. Number eight, Firefly. Number seven, Freaks and Geeks. Number six is Undergrads. Number five, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Two Three. Number four is Sports Night. Number three, Party Down. Number two, Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. And then number one for us of shows that needs to continue and go and just not have thirteen episodes that uh. make me cry because I've watched these thirteen episodes each at least two hundred and fifty times. Oh, and that's not hyperbole. That is show. that is probably an accurate number. Yeah. It's Clone High. Yes. Uh, Clone High was another comedy uh, comedy. I say comedy as as in that it's a, an animated comedy, animated sitcom about a bunch of clones of famous people that get reanimated and go to high school. Basically what it is. Yeah, they so they, your main characters are John F. Kennedy and Abraham Lincoln and Joan of Arc as, and Gandhi. As the as the and Cleopatra. The, as the opening theme says, it was way, way back in the nineteen eighties. Secret government employees <laughs> dug up famous guys and ladies and made amusing genetic copies. Now, now the, the clones, clones are, are sexy, sexy teens. teens now. They're gonna make it if they try. So it's just it's it was developed by uh, Phil Miller, uh, Chris Lord, who really Hadn't done much before this. This was kind of their coming out party. Now everybody loves them. Um, and then also Bill Lawrence, mm-hmm. who had done Scrubs and I don't know Spin City. Oh yeah, yeah. And good so show. he was coming off, and this is kind of their break show. Like mm-hmm. he was in, he was just starting Scrubs, or Scrubs was in, I think it's like a second or third season. Um, Phil and Phil and Chris had probably, I think they had most likely done things before, but. Um, this was just kind of let's do something for fun, right? So they 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 do a oh, show. Oh, and it was so good. It was too much fun, and it was so sad that they canceled it. Yeah, it. Ugh. It, it's it's a it's a little off putting when you first look at it. The animation is pretty rough. I think, the, but I think the animation just makes the show. It does. Though. It's but it's off putting to people now. If you look well, at it, it doesn't look the greatest. It of doesn't animation. hold up. Uh, yeah. Um, it got canceled because there was a lot of outcry about showing these. Religious Historical figures, figures you know, religious Gandhi figures, specifically, right. Right. in India, caused a huge uproar because he's this partying, mm-hmm. you know, person instead of peacekeeping and uh, hunger striking right. person, right? Nonviolence. Gandhi's anti-violence, not anti-comedy, <laughs> as one of the lines would say in the in the show. Um, this was 2002 to 2003, so this would have been right in the right right between like seasons three and four of or two and three of Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a hilarious show. Mm-hmm. And this was a show that I didn't catch right away. I caught it about the same time that I caught undergrads. And I just downloaded them all and watched them. And I spent summers. You mean bought them legally? I do have them legally now. No, you do. Well, they didn't have them. They didn't, didn't have them before. before. That was, that I, had to bu- I had to buy my Clone High DVDs. I still have them. I had to buy them through Canada. Yeah. I, had to, I had to ship them 
uh, from Canada, from Amazon's Canada website, had to ship them here, paid extra money to get them shipped here because you could not get them in America. Right. And it wasn't until about four or five years later that they were finally in the Amazon and like the Best Buy online stores that you could get them. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, undergrads actually appeared on the Best Buy store shelf. Oh, so you got both. Well, I already had Clone High and Undergrads. I had bought them both online. Oh, I see. I bought, I bought the French version, the, uh, the Canadian versions because it was French-American. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it just, the the writing, the, the voice acting, you know, Will Forte and Nicole Sullivan and Michael McDonald, you know, a bunch of mad TV guys. Uh, Christopher, you know, uh, Krista Miller, who's Bill Lawrence's wife, mm-hmm. who plays, who's in all of his shows. You know, mm-hmm. she played uh, Dr. Cleo. Cox's wife and she was Cleo. Nicole Sullivan was Joan of Arc. Uh, he's got a... a Robotic Butler, Mr. Butlertron. Oh my god, which is he's a, so which fantastic. Is a, uh, Wesley. Which, that was a Mr. Belvedere yeah. ripoff. He calls everyone Wesley. Don't know, I why. don't know why. But the, really the premise is just the, the these evil scientists are breeding these, are supposed to be breeding these clones to make a clone army. Mm-hmm. And the principal, on the other hand, wants to start his own Jurassic Park amusement park <laughs> with these clones. With the clones, yeah. So funny. And so they, they, there's this back and forth, and, and it's just, it's so fantastic. And they are allowed, because of the animation, to get into these wacky little situations that mm-hmm. fit the show so well. You know, Marilyn Manson came on to a guest spot, and, every, you know, almost everybody from Scrubs was on it. Yep. Uh, so it was so great to to have something like this. But the sad part is, is if, if the show continues to go even four seasons, it it would probably be on par with Simpsons, South Park, Family Guy. People would talk about Clone High, just mm-hmm. like they would talk about those three it great was, animated shows. I think it was a little bit ahead of its time as far as what they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, South Park was around, of course. Mm-hmm. And South Park was the king of, of raunch comedy for for animated shows at the time. So Clone High was doing something different. They weren't... They, they were trying to do the same, but not be as outrageous, but yet they were still being outrageous in other ways. Right. And they, they just... I. Like South Park was being offensive for the sake of being offensive, and Clone High that really wasn't the intention, and it ended up being more. No, offensive. they just wanted to be wacky yeah. because for the sake of being wacky, because it was a funny storyline. But I, I it, they they ended the show on a cliffhanger, of course, mm-hmm. and they've been teasing for years that they were talking about doing another show or a movie, mm-hmm. and I think they I think we realistically could have had a movie or a TV show three years ago, four years ago, but then. But then Phil Lord and Chris Miller became super popular. Right. And they then did, everybody They did the Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs movie. They did... The, Lego the, movie. The, the 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump right Street. Uh, they are just... They're too famous now. There's and a it, show that they're doing right now, though, isn't there? Which show? Like a show... Oh, uh, Last Man on Earth. Yeah, they're... With, they're, with, with uh, Will Forte. Forte. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just an, it's an unfortunate, fortunate circumstance, because I'm glad that they are finding success. They... Mm-hmm. You know, they, they deserve <laughs> just all... make the show and make it for me i don't yeah. care what you do yeah. just make me an episode that's all i want yeah. so it was really sad to see it go but i'm um, again it's very bittersweet uh, for all of these shows um i'm glad we have clone high i it's the show that i introduce to people who when i first meet them and i like them like you know what show you'd like you'd like clone high we should watch it sometime and mm-hmm. i watched it with uh with uh my other friend brian and we watched the whole thing like you know in a weekend kind of thing mm-hmm. it's just it's so funny it's so fantastic so that's it. Uh, that's it for us uh, for our list. Um, if you have any suggestions, if you don't agree with us, if you really agree with us, please let us know. Um, we didn't do a vault pick. We're gonna retcon a vault oh, pick now. Oh no! Actually, I was gonna say uh, the episode that you talked about for number five. 
because it was the uh, it was the episode that oh, got sexy you people? into it. Yeah, it was the episode that got you into it. Yeah, and that's on Netflix. Yeah, everything I was going to suggest Clone High, you binge that, but you can't find that. YouTube's got clips of all the yeah. episodes together, but it takes a lot of time. Yeah, so go to Netflix. Go to Don't Trust the Bee season two, episode three. Yes. sexy people. Uh, it's the one that really wraps up the whole show and explains kind of who everybody is, what everybody does, what's the dichotomy of the it show. Is, it is a weird episode a, because it is a season two episode, right. but it does do a good job of just giving you good introductions. Yeah. It, it's so it's there's so, funny. so there's still plenty to learn about each character. Right. But this is really each character in their in right. their prime. If this if the this might be probably this might be one of the best episodes of the whole show. Mm-hmm. It is the, the first series, one I saw, so. and it's the yeah. one that I will watch. Like if I'm trying to get people into the show, I, I will put this one on first because it right. was the first one I saw. And if, yes. if you don't find it funny, then you're not gonna find any of the other show funny. Yeah. So. That yeah, that's basically the, the the test for the show. If you like it, great. If not, quit quit throwing links everywhere, man. <laughs> if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Yeah, pretty much. So. so we'll be back next week yeah. uh, better yeah. than ever as always as always yeah thanks very much for joining us uh, find us on Stitcher look for us on iTunes watch out for our woohoo classic Simpsons trivia coming yes. to Madison in May or June sometime uh, we'll, we'll, we- start, we'll tweet it out and get a new Twitter account just for that specifically sure um, but yes go ahead and tweet us at Sweet 12 we will answer always and because we have nothing better to do we <laughs> so that'll do it I'm Ryan I'm Brian take it easy this has been another episode of Sweet 12 from Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. The preceding podcast was written and produced by Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. Intro and outro music provided by Lost in a Name. All of the copyrights to the respective authors. You can find us on Twitter at Sweet 12 and on Facebook at Sweet 12 Podcast. Download this and previous episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening.